We are now going to open it up to my fun time. This is special time, as my children would say. And I am married to the same woman for 23 years. I've been married three times, same woman. We've renewed our vows twice. I have a 14 and a half year old son who's going on 30. I have a 13 year old son who's going on nine. And I have a nine year old daughter who's going on 40. And um, so I, that part of my life is fairly normal. We're going to open it up to questions. And, the, and raise your hand. The mic will come to you. By the way, the reason that my, I, normally, because for edit expense, I use um, athletic metaphors and sexual metaphors. Why? Well, looking at this audience, I'm not so sure everybody understands the sexual metaphors. But, but I know you understand the athletic ones. At least the guys do. Okay? And maybe some of you understand the sexual metaphors. But that's why I do those two metaphors. Because everybody understands them. Oh, almost everybody. Okay. Raise your hand if you've got questions. I, I'll come and have drag some questions. This young lady in the front row. And you said something about two mentors. Would that be Jerry Orman and Jim Stewart? And how would one go about meeting them? Jerry Orman and uh, Jim Newman. Jim Newman. Jim Newman lives in... Uh, North Hollywood, he's semi-retired. His name's uh, in the book, phone book. He was my mentor for getting my head screwed on straight. He's still a good friend of mine. Uh, he wrote a book that, one of the books I recommend, it's called Release Your Brakes. How many have driven a car with the emergency brake on in your lifetime? Now see, now the young kids, because you can't drive with the emergency brake on now. Okay, now when you're driving the emergency brake on, the car is sluggish, right? It's bad for the brakes bad for the transmission, it's bad for the universal, everything. And when you pull that emergency brake deal off, what happens? The car surges with power. Most of us, and this is one of the premises of, of his philosophy, most of us through our life, our lives have been going through life with the emergency brake on. Women have the emergency brake on more than men. Keep your legs together, don't chew gum, you'll look like a slut, all the crap that you're raised as a woman growing up, which is mostly crap. I have a daughter who, unfortunately, they, they say is a little me. Now, it's hard for me to imagine a woman me. Of course, Lucinda Burke is very much like I am, and, and I'm old enough to be her father, the young woman that I talked about earlier. But it's releasing that baggage that we've been trained with, more women for women than men. And his book helped me redefine my definition of success. He's a great public speaker. He's a great guy. Another one of his protégés is Dennis Waitley. He's got a stable. Jim Newman's stable is second to none. Um, I, I believe he's, he's coached the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I mean, just virtually IBM. He came out of IBM about the same time Ross Perot did. Um, Jerry Orman's my other mentor. He lives in Bel Air. I believe Jerry's name's in the book as well. Um, he lives on the ninth hole of Bel Air Country Club. He's like a second father to me uh, and, and my wife. Uh, he's a great guy. He was my mentor in, in, in the energy business. And um, most of the mistakes I didn't make were because of Jerry Orman. Another question. Jose. Dan, one thing that uh, you mentioned is about deal flow. But uh, what a lot of people probably don't seem to understand is sometimes they'll go try to do one deal, doesn't work, and they stop. And Correct. obviously, 
you, you know, it takes a lot more than one deal sometimes to Correct. make something. You will have to try, unless you're extremely fortunate, you will have to try five or ten or twenty or thirty before you do one. It's like, you've heard the story, if you stand on a corner and you ask enough women, will you go to bed with me, one will say yes. Right? You've heard that. Well, I've actually seen that happen before. I know I was on the corner 55th and something in Manhattan, and a friend of mine that will remain uh, nameless because his wife may get a hold of this tape, the 16th woman that went by, she got spit on, slapped, kicked, but the 16th woman said, your place or mine? If you ask enough people to loan you money, if you ask enough people, can I buy your company, if you, I mean, somebody will say yes. What happens in life is that we ask one or two or three, and then we stop because the fear of rejection and all the things that are inherent, lack of self-esteem, lack of self-confidence. High-performance people have a great deal of self-confidence. Nobody loves Dan Pena more than Dan Pena. If my wife were here today, she would say, I worship the ground Dan walks on, but my love for Dan compared to Dan's love for himself is transitory. It's non-existent. All the high-performance people that I know and all the high-performance people that I've alluded to all have, unfortunately, for, for a lot of us, huge egos. But we all like ourselves a great deal. It's extremely difficult. It's not impossible, but it's extremely difficult to be a high-performance person and not like yourself. And not everybody likes themselves. Next question. Dave. And I'm in the process of applying any type of company. I have my professionals that are pulling deals my way. Is there some things that I can do to step it up, to proactively hunt for companies? Any suggestions that uh, I can take? Yeah. The Wall Street Journal, the Business Journal, the major newspapers, the New York Times, the LA Times if you're here, whatever state, you know, the Houston Chronicle if you're from Houston, Texas. All those newspapers, the LA Business Journal, the Houston Business Journal, the San Francisco Business Journal, those business journals that are in most of the major cities are all conduits of transactions. You've got to call them, though. You cannot put them under your pillow, and by osmosis, these people will know that you want, you want to do business, and they will call that, that. That won't happen. At least it hasn't happened to me, because I've tried that method 20 or 25 years ago. That method doesn't work. Um, there are, in addition to the accounting firms, the law firms, et cetera, that we've talked about, there are the investment banking firms, the brokerage firms most of which will work on a contingency basis and funnel you deals. We have a guy named Lenny Knox. He's a pilot for uh, U.S. Air. His claim to fame is that he was the Bachelor of the Month five or six years ago in uh, Cosmopolitan. And this is a guy about two foot six. <laughs> and how he ever got to be Bachelor of the Month. The level of, uh, uh, of macho men in the, in the country is not what it used to be, I guess. But, I mean, this guy has put together an investment... Forgive me, Lenny, because you'll be listening to this. I'm, I'm exaggerating what you look like a little to make the point. But this guy's put together an investment banking team with no money and a deal flow with no money better than I did 20 years ago, and I came out of Wall Street. I came out of Bear Stearns. KKR fellas came out 10 months before I did. And for those of you, KKR and Nabisco and, you know, the, and, uh, the, the, the bright guys. Um, but... You, you can find people. I mean, um, I, I listen to 
CNN and various programs on television. And if I see something that's interesting, I'll ask one of my assistants to call them, see if we can get their number so I can talk to them. But you have to be proactive. You have to kiss a lot of frogs. 95% of your time should be in search of deals and or finance. Next question. Yes, ma'am. My question is, how does a woman who needs to be conservative in appearance and aggressive in style and carry the baggage she has and deal with the baggage that men will put on? Not easily. <laughs> okay. uh, the, way, well, the way you do it is, number one, my recommendation to women, not just women, but especially women, find a female or male mentor that has been there, done that. Not somebody that's talked about it, written about it, lectured about it, but has actually physically done it. Um, number one. Number two, hang around with high-performance people. Most people that you meet at seminars, with the exception of our, our seminars, I mean, aren't high-performance. They're groupies. They're, they're the kind of people that follow the Dodgers around, basically. Um, read the four or five or six books, in my judgment, that are the best books vis-a-vis -vis being a high-performance person. Um, and I'll tell you some of them right now. One is um, Tough-Minded Management by Joe Batten. Some of you may not know who Joe is. Joe is started as the mentor of Ross Perot, which is pretty strong by itself. Um, Release Your Breaks by Jim Newman. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, Magic Words by Ted Nickleby, the best marketing guy on the planet. He's a very dear friend of mine. And he's the second most successful guy in this business after me. He's actually made money in the real world. And he's on a board of ours. In fact, Dave Rieker's board in Jose's and on Great Wisdom Books. Um, oh, the MAX strategy. M-A-X, excuse me, M-A, yeah, M-A-X strategy. Um, is it Dalton or Dutton? D-A-U-T. Yeah. Um, and later this year, my book, which hasn't been doesn't have a title yet. Um, but those kinds of books by people that have actually done it. Okay, another question. Initial stages of your deal, whether it be acquiring other businesses or developing a new product idea you might have before you're actually making sales and generating cash flow? Yes. How do you make it through that time to pay the expenses of the business as well as your necessary expenses with, to make it to the first stage? With great difficulty. I mean, some of you know I started with $820, a lease fax machine and a phone. I had my, my oldest son had just been born um, um, and I had no money. and. Uh, you learn that uh, they don't repossess your house or foreclose until you're at least, I think it's three payments behind. I know these things. Fortunately, haven't, it hasn't happened to me in a long time, but I know these things. I know that you can still go out and get credit cards. Even if you're maxed out and you've got crappy credit, you can still go get credit cards. I mean, I know these things. Um, I know that you can buy uh, real estate and, and a lot of things with credit cards. And it's even easier now. My 13-year-old son has a MasterCard that has a $15,000 limit. My oldest son has an American Express card. He's 14, almost 15. They send them in the mail. My kids sign them. 
and you're supposed to have a, a, a social security number, and if my kids have one, I don't know about it. Uh, I mean, it's easy. I mean, if I filled out or my staff filled out all the credit card applications I get in a year, I'd easily have 100, I'm sure. And, uh, and that's what you do. But if you don't believe, see, this is the subject of another tape, but you can see I'm passionate about what I talk about. I don't have to be here. And when I retired four years ago, and I decided three years ago to go into this business, I decided to go into this business because I wanted to change the way success information is disseminated on the planet. Because I was so appalled that 99.5% of the stuff that you people buy, listen, is shit. It just is. I know nothing losers that have never done anything but suck the money out of your purses and your wallets. That's why I'm doing this. I wrap my career around this passion that I have, my unique selling proposition, and the day that I'm not the most successful success coach on the planet, I will retire. Period. But it galls me to have people like you and you and you, them take your money and give you back crap. If you saw how these bums lived, I was going to do an infomercial where I know where everybody lives, and I know how they live, and I was going to have a camera go to all their houses and show you the 57 Chevy on blocks with the engine outside on the guy's front lawn. If, I, if you knew what I knew about these bums and how they have disdain for you that they can't stand looking at your faces because they think you're morons. If you knew what I knew, you'd have permanent diarrhea. They think you're a joke. They laugh at you. When I got into the inner circle of these gurus, it made my skin crawl. They think you're chumps because they've never made a goddamn dime and they know it. That you spend 1,000, 500, 7,000, 15,000, you buy their tapes for two grand, their books for 40 bucks. It's a... That's why I got into this business. And yet some of you this week will go out and buy some bum's book. I will guarantee my life on it because they sell you half-truths and misinformation and that's easier for you to swallow than the goddamn truth. That it's hard as hell to make a lot of money. And anybody that tells you any different is full of... It's a bitch. On that happy note, On that happy note, <laughs> any other questions before we close down? Uh, Mike, for the, uh, oh, go ahead. Dan, you talked about cultivating incoming deal flow. Would you recommend any direct solicitation methods as well? Oh, direct marketing, letters. For people that go to our seminars, we have put together a package of successful letters that have worked, successful phone solicitations that have actually worked that people like Dave Raker, Bruce Whipple, Lucinda Burke, Danny Taylor, um, to name some of the people that have gone to the seminar that happen to be my partners, 
that have actually made work. Made they've made them work. And the uh, and it's the simple stuff that works. It's not the high pollutant baloney that works. It's the simple stuff. And uh, but I mean direct marketing, which I'm not a guru at. Ted Nicholas is. I you know I, do, I would defer to him. And he's he's a great seminar to go to. Ted's seminar on, on, on marketing is. is and self-publishing and a couple of the other things that he teaches are uh, he's excellent. Um, but you know he, he's uh, like I think his um, his unique selling proposition is he spent two or three hundred million dollars in direct marketing campaigns of his own money. Well, if you spent two or three hundred million dollars of your own money, I mean, you just think about it. You don't have to be Einstein to figure this out. Okay? Thank you very much. Let's wrap it. You've been a good audience. <laughs>